Hello and welcome to Get Jill, Get Chicken Bones. A common misconception amongst my peers is that I know a lot of stuff or that I have the answers to questions that span a whole cross-section of life as they shout, Get Jill! Full disclosure, people, I don't. In this series of podcasts, I'll be discussing topics surrounding the mind and the body that affect us modern souls. Hopefully coming out the other side, pulling up our big know-it-all pants just a little higher each time. Let's get to the chicken bones of it. Up this week, we're talking all things skin. It's a minefield out there, right? The beauty industry in the UK alone is worth billions. But is it all just marketing? What do we really need? Today's guest is Sam Logie. Welcome, Sam. Thank you. (laughs) Skin science specialist to level four, permanent makeup artist, owner of Tonic by Samantha Wade and also SW Permanent Cosmetics. Bit of a mouthful. For all your above neck and cosmetic tattooing needs, she's got you covered. With over 20 years in the industry, what this lady does not know about skin, you could fill the back of a postage stamp with Sam. Now, I dipped my toe, pinky toe, that is, in the beauty industry years ago and met you then. And since then, you have been progressing at a rate of knots. And you carry on studying, not because it's your job, though, because you absolutely love it. I do. I do. I know. It's, uh, yeah, for my sins, really. But yeah, no, it's a passion. It's not just a job. It's a passion. But I think it has to be in in that industry, really. So, yeah. I mean, where to start? We're going to try and squeeze all of this in. So... I, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but let's go and cherry, well, cherry pick the questions. We'll try not to that, waffle. What? <laughs> That's what we do. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to start with the basics. I'm not going to do skin types. I'm not going to do skin conditions because you can have more than one. You can have more than one at the same time, more than one skin condition, more than one um, type. And loads of people are different, and I'm going to try and not go down the acne route either, because yeah, because that's, that's a podcast a, by itself. Yeah, right? yeah, okay, <laughs> that's for the next podcast. Yeah, part two. Um, yeah. So, is skin really built from the inside out? Diet, sleep, drinking water. I'm not a massive fan of the water. As in drinking it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you know what? It's if you're if you're looking at it as in. Um, built inside out as in do those kind of things make a difference yes and no I think the thing that a lot of people forget is that skin is an organ so it's a living breathing organ like your heart your lungs your kidneys that sort of stuff it's Mm. just that we see it from the out we can see it from the outside and people you know tend to abuse it from the outside so yes in essence you know what you eat what you drink how you sleep your stress levels will um you know, show as dysfunctions in the skin. So, you know, if your diet's not great, you know, your skin, you know, the the toxins have got to come out somewhere. So, you know, they will come out your skin. If your, you know, your digestion's not great, it will come out your skin. Sleep, um, yeah, I mean, all of those things will definitely make a difference. As in, is it built from the inside out? It, that's a kind of tricky question. But yeah, that's they, they do make a difference for sure. Yeah, if you're sure. good to yourself. It'll, Absolutely. I mean, we've all seen ourselves on a Monday after a heavy weekend. Exactly. We are great. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you are what you eat, right? I think yeah. it goes, goes saying for any kind of you know organ in your body that it's going to make a difference to how you treat your body for sure. 
Right, so let's go to the beginning. Cleanse, tone and moisturise. I love this. (laughs) (laughs) Now, do we have to do all three? I mean, toning, I cannot see the point in it, but I do it anyway. Double cleanse. Who even does that? Who double cleanses? Oh, do you know what? People double cleanse. People do double cleanse. Um, Right, so cleanse, tone, moisturise. Cleanse, tone, moisturise. Do you know what? In today's um, world, that's a little bit old-fashioned. Um... The thing is, is people still have that cleanse tone moisturise in their head that that's what they need to do. Yes, you need to cleanse. Without fail, you mm. need to cleanse. If you're wearing makeup and you've, you're wearing SPF, then ideally you should be double cleansing. The first cleanse is to take off makeup and SPF. The second cleanse is to cleanse your skin, basically. Right. Um, but, you know, you don't need to do that in the morning unless you, you know you know, depending on what your routine is, most of us, do you know what I mean? We have yeah. day jobs, you know, we wear makeup during the day, so we yeah. can double cleanse at night time. Toning, yes and no. Traditionally, toning was used to rebalance the skin's pH after cleansing, but mm-hmm. cleansers are formulated so well now that you don't tend to need to do that. But, right. you know, you do have the introduction sometimes of what we call exfoliating toners. Um, so, yes, if you want to, you can do, but it's not really an essential um, okay. moisturizing essentially what you're doing is you're you're increasing your skin's moisture so when people think of old school moisturizing they think of you know a cream I'm yeah. going to put a cream on yeah we don't tend to think like that anymore we tend to think more ingredients so does your okay. skin need moisturizing ingredients what products can you use that will give your skin the moisturizing ingredients that it may be so that yeah. could be serums over a moisturizer so a lot yeah. of people, you know, I'll be kind of recommending, you know, skin routines and I'll go, you know, your cleanse, your serums, your SPF. And people look at me like, well, where's my moisturiser? Yeah. And I'm like, you're getting your moisture from the serums and the SPF, you know, yeah. the added ingredients in the SPF. Don't so add an extra layer. If you don't need it. Yeah. Exactly. You know, so is it important we do it at night and in the morning? You don't just wash your face with water in the morning. So you think, oh, I'll double cleansed last night yeah for sure because anything that you put on your skin at night hopefully some sort of vitamin a or retinol product Mm -hmm. um it needs to be washed off in the morning water's not going to cut it so you know you need to prep your skin for everything that you're putting on top um during the day really to make sure that those products are penetrating properly they're doing what they need to do yeah so you you start fresh yeah i mean there's no point putting on a beautiful vitamin c serum um if your skin's not clean yeah because it's not going to do anything Really? Sure. Yeah. Now, exfoliating and masks, right, people love exfoliating. Oh, they love it too much. They are addicted to it. They love it too much. I mean, maybe masks like once a week or whatever, but exfoliating, I've I've obviously had to cut it down. I think everyone has. (laughs) Honestly, I think I probably say it. You do feel squeaky clean though. I know, but it's placebo. (laughs) I I think I say it. I mean, if I say it once, I say it 10 times a day. Stop. Stop with the exfoliators. (laughs) Stop with the scrubbing. with the scrubbing. You know, at the end of the day... Your skin is designed to be a protective barrier. So you don't want to be continuously trying to get rid of that barrier. I mean, I see a lot of what we call barrier dysfunction, which basically is redness, sensitivities, dry, flaky skin, any product you put on stings. And it's because people have over exfoliated. They've stripped that barrier away. So exfoliating has has its place. But you have to remember that if your skin is well hydrated and you're using the right products and your skin is functioning optimally, it should be exfoliating itself. Sometimes yeah. it needs a little bit of a helping hand, but and I suppose these... if you've got that flakiness, you'll want to exfoliate it's... again, and then it's just a never-ending it, cycle. Exactly, it's a vicious circle. And yeah. and the thing is, is for a lot of clients that I see, I'll say to them, 
you know, I, I want you to stop exfoliating. And they look at me like I've just stepped off Mars. Like, <laughs> they look at me like, but but that's what helps my skin. I'm like, no, that's what's harming your skin. Yeah. And, you know, once they start doing it and they start realising that, okay, yeah, that was a oh, bit much, you know. you don't, Game changer. Yeah. Feel a hundred times better. Exactly. You don't need your apricots and ive scrub twice a day. <laughs> you don't need your Lumi Spa cleanser with your yeah. apricots and ive scrub that's what with your say. pixie glow you... tonic. You don't need all of that. It's too much. <laughs> they come in like a beetroot and wonder why. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, those things with it, because some of them are quite harsh. They feel harsh. Yeah. And then the other ones, you get those little balls in them, which are terribly bad for the environment so yeah. I hear yeah so just avoid I mean I wouldn't once say a week avoid. or once a month it, or... do you know what it's so skin dependent yeah and it really depends on the type of cleanser that you're using sorry the type of exfoliator that you're using because yes you can get grainy what we call mechanical exfoliators which mm. are like little balls or you know grains or yeah. whatever bam bits of bamboo sometimes they have in that sounds really simple, doesn't it? Just bits of bamboo. Well, yeah, but that's but, what you it know, feels like sometimes. Yeah, exactly. And they basically, you know, they have their place, but essentially all they're doing is scratching at the skin surface. Yeah. Then you've got, I mean, AHAs, BHAs. With the again, acids, where exactly, it breaks exfoli- it down. Yeah, exfoliating acids. Again, we could probably have a whole new podcast yeah, just on that. I know. You know, and they come in fairly low strengths. You know, most people have probably heard of glycolic acid, lactic acid, that sort of stuff. And yes, again, they have their place. Um but yeah, just don't overdo it. If you if your products are starting to feel stingy and your skin's starting to look red and, and it's yeah. getting flaky and dry, then you probably have overdone it, especially if you're also using retinol as well. Yeah, we'll get on to retinol soon. <laughs> okay, so we're always getting marketed the next best thing. People are on magazines, the, the social influencing of getting products out there is unbelievable. That is obviously the new norm now. For sure. If you go on Instagram... You're just getting bombarded bombarded mm. with sponsored ads yeah. and the next celebrity saying, oh, yeah, you must have this. What do we really need, though? Do you know what? Marketing is huge. And companies, they spend, some skincare companies spend more on their marketing budgets than they do on their research budgets. Wow. And we've all fallen for marketing. Oh, I, my I God. Fall I for mar- you know, I have to check myself every now and then. <laughs> like, Sam, stop it. You know better than this. Like, I stop know. falling for this shiny packaging. Looks amazing, you know? though. Exactly. Her skin looks amazing. Exactly. Why you know? don't I look like her? Exactly. <laughs> we've all fallen for that. Um, I think... You know, as a as a, you know, to answer your question, what do we need? We need, depending on your conditions, your skin conditions and stuff, we need to be properly cleansing. Right. You know, wash your face basically. Yeah. We need to be protected from the sun. Um. So the biggest form of aging is UV rays from the okay. sun. It makes up ninety percent of skin aging. So, you know, we need to be using an SPF every day. A lot and this of... is even when it's cloudy, yeah, even if you work in an office and you think I'm not getting much of it, those 10 minutes to and from yeah, work, you absolutely. are getting Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I say to my clients, if the sun is up, mm. like the sun is, you know, out, even if it's cloudy, snowing, raining, whatever, you yeah. will be getting UV because yeah, it's, it's coming. daylight. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's day exactly. Yeah. If, if it's daylight, if it's daytime, you will be getting UV. You know, at the moment, obviously, a lot of people are working from home. So I've been getting a lot of questions. Do I still need to wear it? And I'm like, if you're sat by a window, then yes. Yeah. If you're in, you know, a windowless kind of home office, then, you know, and you're not going out, then, OK, we can probably skip that step. You could mm. just go in with your normal serums, whatever you're going to use, and you need to skip. So cleansing. Skip. Cleansing S- and SPF, SPF, I would say, are the, the vital basics. basics. Yeah. But, you know, 
if you're wanting anti-aging, intro- introducing a vitamin A. If you're wanting antioxidant protection, introducing vitamin C. Yeah. I would say those are your kind of big ones, really. So and you mentioned before we don't moisturise in the old-fashioned way like a tub Not of Nivea. So, much, no. so serums and peptides, are they all the same thing? Are they the different? Are they different names for things? Um, so a serum is kind of like a generic name for, um, you know, a type of liquid, be it water-based or oil-based, that has quite concentrated ingredients in. Mm. So you can get lots of different serums for lots of different things. And I think this is where people get confused. Because for the likes of certain skincare companies, I'm not going to mention any, but um, that have, you know, made a lot of serums with say one main ingredient in and they're very very cheap so they're very easy to get hold of but they've got I mean I don't know maybe 50 serums and a lot of people probably know the company that I'm talking about but it's really confusing yeah and you would have no idea you'd where have to no start idea. And, and the issue then is like what things go well together if you're using 10 different serums is one counteracting the other when do I put this on when do I put that on and that's what gets confusing so sometimes one serum that does multiple jobs is better for you than eight serums that you know do different jobs if that makes sense because yeah because they'll be fighting over each other exactly I mean the best routine is one you're going to stick to yeah and the the simplest and the simplest routine and the one yeah we're not doing doing. Korean face things (laughs) they they, what do you remember that that seven step routine yeah and I was like nobody got time for that I have not got time to double cleanse I'm not doing that (laughs) exactly oh yeah so I was thinking that yeah so you don't really, because these companies, they sell you a serum and then they also sell you a moisturiser. Yeah, that's... and it's not, you know, it's not it's not a, it's not a one-size-fits-all approach. I think yeah. that's the thing, isn't it? People need to remember that, you know, because your your friend might be using this, it doesn't mean that it's right for your skin. Yeah, so... I know. Or, yeah, the classic, I've got this, it's amazing, feel my skin. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, I'm not against a moisturiser. I use one myself, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, if you're getting those ingredients in other ways, you don't yeah. necessarily need it, for example. So so how do we layer? We've got all these products. Mm-hmm. We've got our sunscreen, mm-hmm. p- possibly a toner, maybe not nowadays, <laughs> although I do still use it. So we've serum, we've got vitamin drops, we've got... Oh, I mean, where do we start? Where does the layering start before we go on to morning and night routines? So you need to start with your water-based products first because... Right. If you think back to old school science days, water and oil don't mix very well together. So if you, um, obviously you've cleansed your skin, so you've got a nice, fresh, clean skin, your thinnest serums go on first. So generally your water-based serums are the ones that go on first because if you were to put an oil-based serum, so generally your vitamin C serums, if you were to put that on first and then a water-based serum, the water-based serum is just going to sit on top because it doesn't penetrate through the oil. So your water-based serum's on top and then you layer in that way. The more liquidy The more liquidy, runny, sort of see-through type serums are generally water-based. Your hyaluronic acid serums are water-based. So they go on first and then your vitamin C serums or whatever. Then your thicker ones. Then your thicker ones. And then obviously in the daytime, the last thing you put on before your makeup is your SPF. Yeah, because that's quite that's normally quite thick. Yeah. So should we have different products for day and night? Now I've fallen foul to this, obviously, with the retinol. Everyone's like, yeah, you must have retinol. Didn't even realise it was called vitamin A. I was smashing that stuff all over my face day and night. I was like, I must look younger. <laughs> what is the difference? Day and night. Is it necessary? Can we sm- 
put all the same product on day and night? What do we need in the morning and what do we need at night? So basically, um, the reason why we say not to put vitamin A serums or retinol, the, it, sometimes people are confusing. Is it retinol? Is it vitamin A? Yeah. Retinol is a derivative of vitamin A. Okay. So um, if I say vitamin A or I say retinol, generally similar type things really. So uh, retinol is, it degrades in sunlight. So ah, okay. if you put it on in the daytime, depending on the strength of it, it's not necessarily going to do your skin any harm, but it's not going to do your skin any good because right. it's degrading in that UV light, basically. So, yeah, that's why we say to put retinol or vitamin A serums on at night time. Vitamin C serum we say to put on in the daytime because it's an antioxidant. So it's protecting you against, um, you know, pollution. It's protecting you against th something called a free radical, which is like... um a dangerous kind of molecule that will break down healthy skin tissue. Right. So what vitamin C does is it it's an antioxidant. So, you know, you need protection in the daytime from pollution yeah. and that, you know, UV and that sort of stuff, really. And then, you know, at nighttime, your retinols, which are like your anti-aging ingredients, you yeah. can put on at night. Do we all need vitamin C and vitamin A? Is there um, any age where you think, right, you need to start using this? Yeah, I mean, I think essentially in most people, if you ask them what their, their biggest skin concerns are, take away, you know, acneic skins, yeah. most people are going to say ageing. Yeah. So for anti-ageing, the three main ingredients that you need to be using are vitamin C, because vitamin C is also really good for collagen production. You right. need vitamin C for collagen production. Um, so vitamin C and SPF in the morning and vitamin A at night time. Those are the three main things if you're wanting an anti-aging yeah. approach to your skincare. Yeah, for sure. And what age would you say start? So you can use, you know, you can start using a low strength vitamin C and a low strength vitamin A in your mid-20s. Really? Yeah, for sure. Just really start that young. Yeah, for sure. Jeez, I, mean, I missed that book. <laughs> my, um, I mean, my stepdaughter, she's 13. I haven't, obviously haven't got her on the vitamin C and vitamin A, but she does use an SPF every day now. Yeah. Because um, I just thought, you know, Standard. It, when when we were kids, we didn't. Oh, my God. You know? Never. You know, so I thought, well, she, as much as, you know, it's a bit of a pain for her now, she's yeah. going to thank me when she's older. Oh, absolutely. Sure. It's going to be even worse. Yeah. So do we need spe target specific products like eye cream? Is it just the same stuff in a tiny wee tube at twice the price? In a tiny wee tube. <laughs> um Oh, that's a re it's a really good question and actually I do get asked that question a lot and if you'd asked me that five years ago I probably would have said oh, no you know just, no, just, put, just slap whatever you normally use on there right but now with things like um, you know stronger vitamin C serums stronger vitamin A serums you can't put those around the eye area because they're too yeah. strong you know the skin around the eye is slightly thinner it's a lot more fragile so Yes, I think it's important if you're concerned about signs of ageing around your eyes to have a targeted right. eye treatment. So they are worth it in the end. I think so. So do you think also, <clears throat> I'm going a bit off piste here, okay. but getting um, non-surgical non treatments, does that also affect your skin? People getting their lips done, people getting loads of Botox. Does that affect what you put on your skin or is that you can just... Um, not overly no it would affect what treatments you could have done in salon yeah um but not affect your skin I think as if, such not no. really i think because they're much deeper um obviously i don't know an awful lot about lip fillers as into the ingredients yeah. but um you know 
I guess when you're doing your normal skincare routine, you're not really going over your lips as such. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you have fillers for wrinkles, it's it's a much deeper kind mm. of um, treatment, really. It's going more into the dermis. Whereas with skincare, it only really affects the yeah. epidermis, to be honest. And Botox, again, it's, it's right in the muscle. Yes, the only thing I would not... say is where, if somebody's had a lot of Botox, they're their forehead can get so tight, you know, if they've had it yeah. in their it can get so tight, the skin can get so tight there that you probably would have to be really careful that you're not uh, over-exfoliating, over-using your yeah. retinol and stuff. Because you wouldn't feel it as much. Um, Not so much that, just that the skin, it, because it's so tight, it's, no. it's a little bit thinner. Yeah, oh, of course. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So you just, yeah, you'd have to be careful. And, and you know, after having kind of any aesthetic procedure, you'd have to be careful what, you'd put, what you put on it, for sure. Yeah. Can we just touch on... <laughs> this is going to be divisive. Organic brands. Oh, here we go. Natural products. <laughs> oh, God, Get my phosphates go. and my phthalates out, yeah. or whatever they're called. Oh, do you know what? Again, another... Um, full disclosure full... here. Honest, honest opinion. <sighs> do you know what? I'm going to get me started now. Um... <laughs> I have Let's go rant alert. Yeah, I, I hear it a lot. I'm not, you know, I don't want it if it's not natural. Yeah. I hear that a lot. I don't want to use that if it's not natural. And oh, I think I've been in this job too long because I think I just roll my eyes when I hear that now. Yeah. Because essentially, what do people mean by that? What do you mean by natural? No, I have because no idea. Do you Even mean the coconut oil that you buy in a jar is Exa- not natural. Exactly. Or, you know, I don't want to use that if it's not got chemicals in it. And and my response is, do you drink water? Yes, water's a chemical. Yeah. You know, it's like products have to have a certain amount of preservatives in them because they've they've got to last, you know. You don't want to open a bottle and then, you know, 24 hours later it's gone off because you can't yeah. use it anymore, you know. It so be unstable. Yeah, exactly. The thing is, is if you're using a good quality brand, a lot of research has gone in that brand to... Um, you know, make sure that the quality of the ingredients in there, they're formulated really, really well. They do the job that they say they're going to do. Yeah. Um, the only way you're going to get a natural skincare product is if you open your fridge door, get out the avocado. Yeah. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? Smash it all, smash over, your it all over your face. Do you think that really does help with anti-aging? Oh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you just be no, better off eating it. Fuck all. <laughs> Yes. Just eat it, eat it. Get your fatty asses, you know, yeah, internally. Get it in that. your body. Yeah. Drink the water, which is a chemical and probably full of chemicals. Exactly. It came in a plastic bottle. Exactly. So, yeah. I th- and I think, you know, all this kind of hype about clean skincare and yeah. stuff, it's, it's a lot of marketing. I mean, what does that mean? Clean skincare, what does that even mean yeah, if something's like, clean? I mean, yes, like there are certain ingre- ingredients that you'd want to avoid, like sulfates, that kind of stuff. But mm. even the whole debate about parabens, you know, it's, it yeah. came from a very, very, very small, um, don't quote me on this, study that actually it was like the minutest, you know, it's just... It didn't. It, it blew up over something very, very, very. Yeah, they're small. saying they're getting inside your skin, exactly. and I mean that's going to affect all your exactly. internal organs. And... Exactly. You know, it's um, yeah. So I think a lot of people jump on bandwagons without knowing the real background behind yeah, things. Do a bit, do a bit, a bit of research. research. If, you know, if you if you want to tell me that you don't want chemicals in your product, that's fine. That's your prerogative. But, yeah, but... But you, it means, I mean, what are you going to do with your life if yeah, you don't you want chemicals? Yeah, you still can't go to Holland and Barrett and buy stuff because they've still got chemicals, chemicals in. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. I get it. So, budget. Where do we start? I do understand. You get what you pay for. Yeah. These companies have obviously put so much money into their research and mm-hmm. put the science behind it. But, 
your budget dictates that maybe, but you know, I can't afford this and I can't afford that. Mm-hmm. Are high street brands any good? They're not going to be as strong, but are they any good, the ones you buy in a department store of course. or whatever? Of course, yeah, absolutely. Um, I have, you know, obviously, you know, I own a salon, I stock a certain brand in my salon, but I have absolutely no problem with people using high street or budget skincare. Yeah. If that's what you can afford, I'd rather you were doing something than nothing. Yeah. Um, but I think that, you know, it's important to note the the ingredients that you want to spend your money on and or the products that you, you know, it's worth spending a little bit extra on and the products that you can scrimp a little bit on, you know, like a cleanser. Cleanser's going to be washed off. Yeah. So as long as it's not doing your skin any harm, and I say this a lot, you know, I don't care what cleanser you use. If you like a balm cleanser, use a balm cleanser. If you like a, you know, foam cleanser, use a foam cleanser. As long as... It's not affecting your skin's barrier and it's not doing your, your skin any harm. Use what you like. If sure. it's £5 from, you know, High Street Pharmacy, yeah, fine. But, you know, things like ingredients that, you know, are designed to change the way in which your skin cells behave. So, for example, your vitamin C's and your vitamin A's. Those are the things that you want to spend your, a little bit extra on because they're yeah. the ingredients, they're the active, what we call active ingredients. So they're the, the ingredients that are going to make a difference in your skin. Basically. Yeah. So if so, you're going to splurge a little bit, save yeah. up and do the do the big guns. Yeah, absolutely. Make sure you're wearing a broad spectrum SPF. Yeah. You know, it doesn't necessarily. That doesn't have to be expensive. No, not at yeah. all. If it's as long as it's broad spectrum. Sure. Um, you know, and it's got the right sort of filters in it, and you know, it agrees with your skin then yeah great and you're using it every day great yeah. you know so i think that that's it as long as you're cleansing your skin and you've got an spf on so the vitamin a and the vitamin c they're the ones that should be i would say so and and your serums like your hyaluronic acid serums we haven't even touched on that yet but hyaluronic acid serums which are good for dryness and dehydration you want to make sure that they're formulated properly yeah so I know it's hard, you know, being, you know, your average kind of everyday skincare consumer that doesn't really know any difference. But again, as if your skin's a little bit dry, if you're using some kind of hyaluronic acid serum to help with that, then something's better than nothing. Okay, so you could go into Boots and get a hyaluronic acid serum type. It's not going to be as strong as a salon exactly. brand, but it will still It's going help to do something. Yeah, yeah great. of course. Yeah, it, like, like I say, if, if that's all you can afford and you're yeah. going to use that every day, then great. Yeah. Try not sure. to be sucked in, though. Go for... Yeah, it's really hard. For, I know, I in. know. It's but really if you hard. go for what you think you can afford and you think, oh, the one in the department store is a wee bit more expensive, looks like it's maybe got a bit more science behind it than, you know, boots on, boots on make. Yeah. yeah, and I think the thing is, is there's some really, you know, really good skin specialists over here you know there's some good skin specialists everywhere you know if you if you need most most of us are really happy to advise on products you know I you know yes of course I'm going to advise people on the brand that I stock because I stock it for a reason because I love it or the brands that I stock but you know if somebody says to me Sam I'm I'm looking I'm considering buying this because it's all I can afford is it any good I will say most of us will say don't you know that's okay but this might be better if that's in your yeah. budget if that's your if budget, that's in your price, that's range, in your price yeah. range go so it's for worth this your while coming for a consultation or getting a consultation sure. from a skin specialist because yeah. they're not going to just try and sell 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 well i would like to think not i obviously yeah. can't speak for everyone but i'm not like that you yeah because i mean we've all done it years ago you know you've left the salon you're 200 quid lighter yeah. and you never use any of it yeah the problem just... is i think is that a lot of um places that 
they are I'm going off on a tangent here you know they are on commission for sales yeah. and and so it is tricky but um I think yeah, yeah, I mean, the you, way you get around that for you, this is easy for people. You do an online consultation, know, so yeah, they exactly. don't even have to come in and see you. Yeah. So they don't feel duty bound. Exactly. If they never saw you again, exactly. it would be fine. And I think in this day and age, a lot of places are doing that, yeah. you know, and you can find really, you know, if you can find a skin therapist that's qualified to a level four, you know, yeah. you're getting somebody who knows about the skin at a cellular level, who knows more in depth than what we were ever taught at college. And if, if we're looking for, if we want to improve our skin, that's the route we're going to go down anyway. Because exactly. we obviously got to a point where we're, we're like, like, right, this up. skin needs to exactly. be looked at. I can't just be smashing yeah. on the Nivea every yeah, day. Yeah, absolutely. And at yeah. the end of the day, it's for, for, for me as a skin therapist, it's, you know, I want to make people's skin better. Yeah. So, you know, I'm you not going to recommend you something that's not going to help it because... Sure. You, you're going to, you know, if your skin is better from coming to me, you're going to tell more people. Yeah, basically. absolutely. So, yeah. Right, can we just touch on flawless skin? Oh, God, okay. <laughs> now, filters, magazines, it's sheer hell. I mean, I want to, of course I want to look like one of these filters. I specifically don't use filters yeah. because I might get a fright when I look in the mirror. Yeah. Do people come to you? I mean, even even full makeup it hides the skin. Of course it does. Do people come to you and expect their skin to be microscopically flawless? Yeah. I mean, I have got a magnifying mirror. Uh, do you know what? I was literally <laughs> just about to say, can everybody put down the fucking 15 times magnifying mirrors? Is that one of the ones I you've got? I love my pores. No, no. Is that one of this the ones you've got? This is why I said to you, I've got massive pores. Yeah, because they're magnified. Like, Jill, they're not fucking massive. They're normal size pores. Exactly. You're like seeing like craters on the moon. Day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No one else sees that. No one else sees that. (laughs) Put them down. And this is the thing, I think, you know, it's like anything, isn't it? It's, you know, we've, we're now, when we see, you know, we open Instagram and, and, you know, magazines. And it's not just teenagers that fall foul to this, you know, any age, magazines. Yeah. yeah, We we think, God, if I buy that, I'm going to look like so smooth. I won't have any pigmentation. It's classic marketing, isn't it, really? You want to look like that person. Um, but it's not possible. Normal skin has pores, you know, but you yeah. you can't reduce your pore size. Your pore size is your pore size. Like, yes, you can you can make them cleaner to make them less visible, but you can't reduce them. So, you know, if you've got an oilier skin tone, you're going to have more visible pores because mm. as an oilier skin type, sorry, you're producing more oil. So your yeah. pores are more visible. It's just how it is. And... I think we're doing our skins more harm by trying to scrub everything away yeah. and trying to make them What perfect. do you, just touching on there, what do you think about this where they scrape all the tiny hairs off your skin? The dermaplane, eh? Yeah. I mean, I haven't had it done. I don't mind my little hairy face yeah. if it is. Do you know what? I mean... Maybe not the moustache, but... <laughs> that's, a that's a whole different... Yeah. Waxing. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll cover that on another, another podcast. Um, I think I wouldn't do it myself. I wouldn't have it done myself. Um, I think it doesn't, you know, a lot of people are worried that it's going to make the hair growth worse. Yeah. It doesn't make the hair growth worse because you're only chopping it off at the surface. But it's going to make your hair growth probably more visible because the hair the hair at the moment has got a really fine taper on the on the end sure. of the hair. If you chop that off, you've got a blunt. Yeah, it's like shaving hair. your legs. Yeah, exactly. You can feel it as soon as it grows Exactly, yeah. and I think that makes it more visible, which obviously is great for repeat business. Yeah. Um, 
And it's great for, you know, exfoliation. But again, we come back to that whole, you know, what are you doing at home? Are you making sure you're not going home and putting an enzyme peel on or whatever, you know? So, yes, again, you get those instant glowing visible results. You get rid of all the the baby fluff. And if that's what you like and that's something you want to have done you know, every month or whatever, then great. But it's not something I would do. I think this is just another step to the flawless, smooth nature. striving for that perfection. And and, and perfection in skin doesn't exist. No. It just doesn't. Unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. It just doesn't. Especially not with a magnifying. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it, isn't it? It's like people... You know, if you if you kind of took your heart out, your heart wouldn't look perfect. No. As long as it's, you know, you want your heart to beat. You want your heart to beat, you know. I want and, it to be working. Fun- you want it to be working. And it's the same with skin. It's like as long as it's functioning properly and it's healthy, yeah. it's not going to be perfect. It's we not gonna haven't perfect. even touched on body skin, but I do not flirt. Uh, don't, I don't splurge at all on body products. I probably should now. It's getting to that stage. I guess, I guess, I mean, do you know what, body, I'm the same. I've got a, you know... Uh, that's where I scrim. The most amazing Neutrogena body moisturiser, yeah. and I love it. And I've it tried really, ex- yeah, yeah. tried really expensive stuff. Get it? Two quid, two yeah. quid job. Exactly, job exactly. So, bringing your absolute A-game, Desert Island product, what is your ultimate, if you never had anything else and you could only grab one thing, what are you taking? What... Do you think I would say after everything I've said? I'm going to say SPF. Yeah, there you is go. That a, yeah, that is that absolutely. bottom line? If you've got nothing else, yeah. you can wash your face in the sea. Uh, yeah, SPF. Absolutely. It. I mean, obviously, on a desert island, it's hopefully you think it's going to be sunny. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, SPF. If I if I could only have one product, it would yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, before we kind of draw this to a close, I just want to speak about. Um, overuse of products mm-hmm. as well because I never touched on that earlier. The the droppers and the serums and I know you do tell your clients <laughs> if if you're coming back to me time and time again too quickly for a product you're, you're overusing it yeah like two three times a day or you're just squirting it into your hand. You, this is a game changer, but you told me to drop oh, it just on about my to say, finger. I know what you're going to say. Yeah. yeah, drop it on your finger and then put it on your face. You don't just get this big dropper and just squirt, squirt it, it in the your palm of your hands. hands. Yeah, I say it a lot, and it's funny because it's one of those things that I think is common sense. But until you actually point it out to somebody, it's like if you um, put a you know a product in the palm of your hand, rub your hand together, and then put it on your face. 50% of that product has gone into your hand skin, yeah. the skin on your hands. So it's, it's a bit of a waste, really. So for things like serums, definitely put a couple of drops on fingertips. Uh, the way I do it, and I don't know if I can describe it really well kind of over here. It's, yeah. it's easier to kind of see, watch you. somebody yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah sure. but it, I'll put a, you know, a couple on my fingertips, pat that onto one cheek, do the same again on the other cheek, the same again on my forehead, the same again on my chin. So it's like maybe one or two drops per area and then I'll rub it in. Yeah. And that saves wastage. Yeah. Um, you know, at, at the end of the day, everybody's going to be using, you know, slightly different amounts of product than some people. Sure. But, but you, I know you do say, if you're coming back to me, yeah, repeat, every like, two what weeks. are you doing with this stuff? Yeah, exactly. You're lathering it all exactly. over your body. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've, I've got a client actually that... Um, she, you know, she was buying a lot of SPF. And I was like, <laughs> this is great. Like, I'm really happy that you're, you're using your SPF, but this is a lot of SPF. What are mm. you doing? Oh, you know, I put it down onto my shoulders and onto my chest. And I was like, well, that's fine. But, you yeah. know, that's you could just use a body one 
down yeah. there, you know, if you want to, no, 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 I'd love it so much. I'm like, well, if that's what you want to do and that's what you love doing and that's what you, you, you go ahead. Sure. What do you, so do you use, do you go from the neck up or is it just face? Yeah, do no, I do neck as well. Neck up. Yeah. yeah. But I kind of just do that automatically now, I think. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, God, yeah, I'm worried about my neck as it yeah, is. Yeah, but... exactly. Yeah, for sure. You know, if you're worried about neck you know, crepiness and stuff, it and, yeah, you know, your retinols and definitely. things. But then you start to get to the old dry river beds on the chest. I can see why this woman done that. You know what I mean? Yeah. In your head, you're like, God, I'm getting old all over. But yeah. Yeah. You, can, you can't you be can. rubbing your peptides I mean, you all over your it, body. You can. I mean, if you, you could can afford put it down. To. Yeah, exactly. You, for sure. Absolutely. Take it down onto your decollete, your chest yeah. area. You can do. You're going to go through a lot more product that way. But, you know, if that's what you want to do, great all right okay i'm gonna try and wrap this up because we could go on <laughs> i've not really even started on red light therapy we've got to stop somewhere i want to chat to you about in salon treatments but that is another a whole nother di- day game. we didn't even touch on peels no i know because that's again a whole different ball game yeah peels i want to chat about i want to chat about all the things that you can get done in the salon but yeah we'll save all that for part two um, so today I want to thank today's guest, Sam Logie, and our sponsor on this podcast, Tonic and SW Permanent Cosmetics for all your above neck needs. Thanks so much, Sam. My pleasure. I feel like we just rattled through that, but there will be another part, people. I feel honoured to be asked. Thank any you. Any questions, you can hit me up at Get Jill Podcast. Obviously, any other questions, you can hit Sam up at Tonic. Yeah, absolutely. Give me a shout. Knock on our sure. door. Get a skin consultation, people. <laughs> many thanks, Sam. Thank you. Bye. That concludes today's podcast. If you have any questions, please get in touch. You can find me on the gram at Get Jill Podcasts.